I'm a big believer that experience teaches. My goal with this show is to have guests to share their experience so that they can tell you what it's like, what they did right and what they did wrong. And I'm gonna share the same. Look, I'm not trying to regurgitate stuff you can find on the internet. I'm gonna tell you how it really is and what it's really like to own your own place. This is the National Restaurant Owners Podcast with your host, Kyle and Sarah. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome back to the National Restaurant Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle and Sarah, and this is the number one and fastest growing podcast for independent restaurant owners in the country. And I want to thank you guys for checking back in, checking out this week's episode. If this is your first time here, welcome. I don't know what took you so long. I don't know what else you've been listening to, but uh, you made it. That's what counts, right? You're showing up. That's (laughs) that's what counts. Uh, I'm just kidding. If you guys... And in all honesty, I think I mentioned this before, I am legitimately texting with probably every other major restaurant podcast uh, host in the country on a weekly basis. So I gladly support those shows. Restaurant Unstoppable. Uh, my boy Sean Walchef has uh, Restaurant Influencers, which I was on, by the way. Go check that out. Um, I was on all of them. Donald Burns, um, you know, on and on and on and on. Smart Pizza Marketing, Bruce Irving, all these guys. Uh, our good buddies of mine, we're chatting all the time, actually going to go see a couple of them uh, this fall, so I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, check them out. So more information, uh, the better, right? Not everyone has the same perspective, so it helps to hear everyone's perspective and form your own opinion. That's it. And here's an opinion you really need to start thinking about, and this is the topic um, of today, is possibly working with a consultant. I know a lot of you guys are like, I don't want to pay a consultant. Uh, what do they really do anyway? But you got to find the right one, right? That's what matters. And my guest today is Kevin O'Cox. The O is important. We we discussed this on the show because there's another Kevin Cox who's a photographer, not that guy. <laughs> so this is Kevin O'Cox. He's a hospitality consultant, has done a ton of work with a lot of big brands. And I think you're going to like what he has to say. All right. This is Kevin O'Cox, hospitality consultant. Check it out. Look, everyone knows how difficult it's been for restaurants these last few years, right? And as an owner, you and your staff have been working harder than ever. Often that means trying to meet the demands of in-person hospitality can be extremely demanding. That's why I'm recommending to you Pop Menu Answering. Pop Menu Answering turns every restaurant phone call into an opportunity. It uses artificial intelligence to answer the simple questions that are tying up your phone lines. Like, can I make a reservation? Where are you guys located? Do you have parking? And over 50% of restaurant guests who call in are happy to have their questions answered by an automated system. Within the Pop Menu platform, you can customize answers for your restaurant and choose the voice your guests hear and even send follow-up links via text message. Pop Menu Answering picks up your phone 24-7, 365, allowing you and your team to focus on what matters most. And because you're a listener of this program, you can prevent lost customers and impress your guests with pop menu answering and at the same time, get a hundred bucks off your first month and lock in an unchanging monthly rate. All you need to do is go to popmenu.com slash owners. You're going to get your hundred bucks off the first month. You're going to learn all about what they have going on there and some other tools that you may be interested in popmenu.com backslash owners. All right, guys, we are back the national restaurant owners podcast. And today you know, everybody always asks, like, you know, does anybody know if somebody could help me? Like, yes, a consultant I could speak to. Well, here he is. This is the guy 
Kevin Cox, hospitality consultant. Kevin, thanks for uh, carving out some time from your schedule this morning, afternoon, whatever yes. it is. Absolute pleasure to be here. I'm excited uh, to uh, to be on the show and to talk to you. So Kevin and I met online, right? Like all these things, all you people, all you restaurant guys who think that you can't have digital connections online. I'm sure we're going to meet one day. We live close to each other. So uh, Kevin, why don't you give a little background on who you are and, and what you do? Um, so I've been a restaurant consultant uh, for pretty much the last 12 years. Uh, started out actually in brokerage uh, prior to that um, mm. in Beverly Hills, like right after college. And uh, that market. it was uh, it was it was a great time because it was 2008 and the whole meltdown was happening. So <laughs> I thought I was going to make a lot of money. Um, you know, that ended up not being the case. So uh, as, as we all have to do at certain times, I pivoted, um, went to a, a restaurant owner who I really just loved his place. It ended up being Umami Burger and it was one store. And I was like, I don't know anything about uh, restaurants, but I really love your store and I'd love to help you grow. And, and it kind of has transpired organically um, into, you know, growing that into 10 units, selling it, and then rolling through um, a number of clients, like setting up my company, like right uh, following the exit of Umami Burger, and then um, and then just been rolling. So that was that was LA, and then I moved to New York. Um, did you know established the company here? Did lots of really awesome projects with PJ Clark's, uh, Brother Jimmy's. Uh, the 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 list goes on and on. Um, also did tech company. Um, so, so lots, lots of stuff with, within the, uh, the food space. So how, what initially attracted you to the restaurant space? I know you mentioned you just walked into mommy burger. What was the attraction there? Like, was it just, Hey, this place is really great. I love to eat here. Or do you have some background in restaurants? What got you started with, with that? Um, so really it was, it was, it was the timing I thought was, was perfect for mommy because, you know, there was, there was, you know, the Michael Mina restaurant that was this huge mm. tasting menu that was like you know, $300 at the point. And it was 2008. So everybody was really tightening their wallets. And what Umami had as a product was a very kind of gourmet allure product, but it was, it was, it was, anybody could go there. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that that's, that's really kind of like set one of the, the pillars for what I like to do. And in, in when I'm, I'm thinking about a concept of opening a restaurant is is keeping it simple and, and trying to appeal to everybody um because that's what keeps the uh keeps the lights on at the end yeah. of the day and i think it's important to you know for people to understand you know, even restaurant operators anybody who works with restaurants you know what makes a restaurant appealing you know because you think consultant you're like oh something's really wrong i don't want to have to bring somebody on board but talk about how you go about identifying these groups to work with and sort of the value add by, by being plugged into their organization. Yeah. So, I mean, right now I'm lucky enough to have um, a good deal flow and, and be able to work with people that I want to work with and work with brands that, um, that I want to work with. And, mm -hmm. and, and really it comes down to, you know, surrounding yourself with people that, you know, you can execute um, that you have a track record with and also, um, really being able to uh, find and know exactly who the expert is and being mm -hmm. able to bring them into the project. So um, I'm very good at, uh, you know, principled strategy. 
Um, I am a, uh, an expert at nothing. I'm very, very good at a lot of things. Right. So, um, so, so that's where I can, I can use my network, um, and use like, you know, the people that I surround myself with to execute on those specific items, uh, that, that call for expertise. And what do you, when you're, when you, when you say you're an expert at nothing, what are some of the things that you get hit up? most often about like because every restaurant or a lot of restaurant owners feel like i, I gotta be the only one dealing with this uh you know uh, how how does that how does this guy down the street not have this problem but i have this problem what are, are there any common things that you're like okay i'm gonna help you guys out but first we got to deal with these things obviously because everybody deals with them or is it more like a tailored fit kind of deal i think that the the most common thing is 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 when uh, you know everybody opens a restaurant um, they always want to, or again, just, just talking in generalities. Um, everybody wants to create a chain restaurant mm. where they have a single store. So everybody kind of like puts the cart before the horse and saying like, oh, I want to chain this out to 50 restaurants. The, the key is to really, really focus on that first restaurant mm. because you're going to learn so much from not only the process of building it out, of opening it and running it, um, but you're also going to learn from the people that are giving you the money, which are your guests um, yeah. that come into the restaurant. And, and that's really where the, where the true test is, you know, that goes from a hypothesis to a theory to actuality is when you open and seeing what works and what doesn't, and then being malleable around that or, or not being malleable. I mean, you know, right. that was one of the reasons that uh, David Chang w was so successful. He was just like, screw it. Like, like I'm going to do exactly what I want to do. And, you know, he was very true in to to himself and what he wanted to do. And I'm not saying like that works in every case. It's one use case, you know, again, yeah. like there's, there's uh, you look at dig in, you know, they, there, there was a lot of pivots early and then, you know, and now look at them. So, so it's, it's, it's uh it's an organic process, and, but it, but it really comes down to um, just very, very much, especially when you're opening, uh, you know, your first store, don't think yeah. about restaurant temp. Think about that exact yeah. one and really, really just focusing all your energy on that. That is um that's like music to my ears, right? Because so many folks are, you know, not sure why they want to open up number two. They're still kind of have things that they're figuring out at number one, but like this is part of our growth plan. I'm like, well, and if you move on to that one, what makes you think this is gonna get any better? Like you think this is gonna get better with you not being there more? Like then you know, maybe that maybe that's the answer, right? That might be the answer. Maybe you need to hire somebody to run it. Like, how do you would? I've heard the phrase a lot. Um, you know, your second restaurant's your first location, right? Because that's the one that you can't you can't be in two places at once. Is that something with you you agree with? Are there some common mistakes that a lot of people make with that second location? There's there's mistakes that you know every 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 situation is different. I just try and look for. Um, I think that you know, I myself am learning every single day. Um, I own all my mistakes and, yeah. and I think that that's, that's a really important thing. So, so yes, your second restaurant is, is the same thing. And I think that your 10th restaurant is the same thing and your 20th. Mm. It's, it's, it's really about really like, like the principle that I like to go off of is really understanding what your brand is. And I think that that, that transition happens around, um, restaurant three. Yeah. Um, if you, if you are, if you are growing it, once you have that, then you can, then you, then you kind of have your, and again, like there's, there's all these different 
process and, and different ways that you can lower your overhead and, you know, consolidate via, um, you know, uh, co-packing or, but like, like at the end of the day, it's all about, um, you know, really understanding your brand, being true to yourself and then, and then just going. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's being true to yourself is, is a big one. And like you said, it can be, you know, Hey, being true to ourselves is that we adjust to the different locations that we're in or no, we, we stick to what we are and that's, that's it. Now talk about some of the things I know you got a lot going on now that I'm sure is going to be super relevant to these guys. What, what is something that you're working on right now? So right now I'm, I'm growing um, my consulting company and bringing on some some people that I worked with for years that we've been talking about um, doing. We have, um, and everybody has like a certain specialty, obviously with the exception of myself, who just kind of like coordinates um, and and applies principles. So um, so we're going to be doing that. I'm going to have um, you know it'll it'll all be updated on LinkedIn and my website. Um, and, uh, what we're doing is we're doing a, uh, development and, uh, consulting company, bringing on more principals and, uh, and some really, really extremely talented people, um, that are, that are veterans in the, in the space and have done a lot of really exciting stuff. So, um, so, so more to come on that. So, I mean, safe to say, if you're bringing people on your team, there's a lot of demand. What, what are... What are some of the things that you guys are that are most, you know, top of the list right now that you guys are tackling uh, in terms of expansion, in terms of, uh, of anything? Well, what's what's on your plate like today? For so, so we're doing um, we're doing uh, kind of like a two prong approach um, in the in the short term. We're opening up uh, a couple uh, brick and mortar locations um, that are going to be our own brands. Um much in the same way that Avrico started, you know, because they, they they became a development company once a development consulting company architecture, like through the process. So so I'm trying to kind of mirror that approach and and opening um, some smaller stores that are um, that are that are really simple. They're very, very specific foods that people eat every single day, um, executed well and consistent. And uh, and have a really great brand and a really great story behind it. So we're doing that, and then we're also um, uh, we've also onboarded. And this is the thing: like with with more people, I'm able to onboard uh, mm-hmm. more projects and get um, you know just 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 very very interesting people um, and, and big people to 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 work with. So it's it's uh, so that's 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 it's just a uh, it's it's a it's a fun organic process. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, that's the thing, right? It's different every time. Like you go in there and, and you can, you know, obviously lean on your experience, but I think that's exciting. I think it's important for, you know, anybody listening who's thinking about growing is this kind of falls under the, you know, knowing what you don't know, right? Like so many guys are talking to guys are talking about, you know, I want to expand. I haven't had a chance to look for real estate or I don't know what I'm going to do about this. It's going to cost you a couple bucks, right? To bring somebody on board, but it could save you infinite amount of stress tons of cash by just you know bring somebody out like your group on board who can actually advise through the process because you've been through so many openings so many expansion projects is that you know do you recommend that or, or where, where should somebody look to work with a consultant in, in that in that process yeah really it really it's 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 to get over the hump and and i think that you know when when you hire uh you know a company like like ours 
it's, it, it makes it a lot more serious. It's, it's taking an idea and actually putting it into practice. So, you know, with, with the, I guess the services that we offer, you know, so each, each one is compartmentalized into different buckets. So, you know, we have a, uh, you know, a, a checklist for, um, that's, that's fully, you know, integrated with a, the SaaS software that has 476 different, uh, checklists for your build out, your opening, your, um, your, your templates for modeling, your, your templates for investing. And then, and then we curate because each project is different. Um, we curate everything to exactly what the client's goals are. Um, and then, and then model it out and, um, and do some use case testing, um, you know, comparative analysis between your comp set. There's, there's, uh, there's, there's all these beautiful, subtle nuances that, um, people like yourself and myself really geek out on. And, uh, we're lucky enough to, to, to be in the business that we are. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it's, it's such a definitely a cast of characters, right? And there's a lot of people who with, with uh, a lot of passion and that's, that's super important too. I mean, in, in your opinion, what's one of the most important personality traits or, or strengths that someone who has been successful in the restaurant business has or has developed in order to be successful? Cause I think that's important to recognize. I think it's, especially when you are, when you, when you do have restaurants, cause there's really two, two, uh, two buckets. So it's the people that want to open a restaurant and there's people that have it. I think that for people that have it, it's really being very disciplined to your P and L. Um, I know that that's like not as exciting as, as, uh, but like, no, yeah, but you are disciplined to your P and L and you adhere to it and you're, you're meeting weekly and you have, you have that regiment set up, you're going to be very successful. I mean, some of the, some of the biggest people that were, that's, that's literally what, they live and breathe and, and they still enjoy food. I mean, some of them, but, yeah, uh, right. you know, like, uh, but like, like that's, that's, that's the one common trait, um, that I've seen like without a doubt between every single successful one. Yeah. I mean, it, that's, I mean, that's the, the thing that a lot of guys, I think, cause there is so much passion, right. And there's, you're in it for that passion. You're a chef or you're a cocktail guy, or you're great at managing people on the floor is that you get caught up in the fact that it's an actual business, right? There are bills to pay. Your goal is to make money. Right? I think that gets sometimes uh, forgotten about or people stress over it, obviously. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you're going to look to grow, you better stick to that P&L because you need to be investable, right? You were saying you work with somebody like around that three unit becomes a real group. But a lot of times a buddy of mine, actually, I think on this show, he said, you know, I call that the ugly duckling phase because you either got to figure it out or you stick with these three units or go back down to one. Would you agree with that? That the third unit really is, you said that it was, you know, where they become a real restaurant, but it's pivotal that you're making money there. Am I right? Yeah. It's, it's, and I was talking about a brand because that's what we're doing. Like we're, we're all selling product, whether you're restaurant business tech, whatever you're selling a brand. And I think that the most, the, the other thing that I think is a common trait now that we're just uh, waxing about it, is, is, is really just living and breathing your brand. I think that, uh, especially for, for the friends of mine that have sold their companies recently, like they, they were the brand, they were the biggest brand ambassador for their company from the, the moment of inception. And, and, you know, what does that come through? That comes through the entire process. 
everybody that was was telling them, oh no, it won't work when yeah. it first started. And then, you know, after you open your first, you know, store or launch your first product, everybody's like, oh no, no, like you should do this and you should do that. It's just like the people that are really, really, I think the have been the most impactful to me are the ones that just just knew it. And you know what? Uh, they a lot of them are just now on islands. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, because because they uh, they really lived and breathed it. And they shut it down. Like they don't need to hear what somebody's saying, right? If they had such a great idea, they would have done it themselves. You know, it's like exactly. it's hard to shut it down, though. It's like so many people come at you, particularly the second you say you want to do anything related to a restaurant. People are like, oh, fuck, "You're nuts! Like, don't do yeah, that." You know, like, yeah, maybe I am. Yeah, it's 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 just believing in what you're doing, and I think that uh, it's a very translatable fact um, to yeah. whatever you're doing. It's just like as long as you are doing the the principles of what you need to do and that's and that's again what we provide um we like our company provides exactly what you need and then tailors it exactly to you and what your goals are because you know what some people are they have three restaurants they have five and they're fine and that's beautiful because yeah. they know exactly what they want some people want to have a million restaurants and that's yeah. and that's beautiful too you know there's it's 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 all about really understanding um what your goals are what you want to create yep. and uh, and why you want to create it and that's uh and that's and that's the name of the game what's one piece of advice you give somebody who was say let's say you know what i want to build them i want to build a restaurant concept i have this idea for a concept i want to build it up to like eight or ten units and then sell it where should what should be their main focus things we talk about on the show like it's easier to to make your day-to-day -day decisions if you know how you want it to end right like people always say well how are you going to start this yeah but where do you where is it ultimately going to end are you going to run it for the rest of your life or are you going to you know in this case build it up and sell it what's what's something that they should make a main focus right from the get-go just do it like that's 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 a hundred like like literally because you know what it's going to change a million times but it's really just 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 pulling the trigger and doing something i think that you know throughout my career the the failures have been the things that have really I've learned the most from and and you know through that process I've I've garnered so many friends and so so many contacts that have have really kind of helped me through those those different like big negative things that happen and got me to a point where I can kind of like be, be a little bit more choosy yeah. um, about what I want to do Right. Um, which is, which is, which is great. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's, a, that's a, that's a major one, right. And it sucks to fail. Like I've had restaurants that didn't work out personally and it's like, you know, what did I learn? And what I've learned actually, you know, I look at for me, what I do now on the real estate side and helping groups, you know, uh, plan out their restaurant expansion is that they actually like to have somebody who's been down the same road, right? So that experience led to another opportunity. And I think, you know, sometimes these guys think that, you know, failure is, you know, it's embarrassing, it's whatever. But I think, you know, that's for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. I always think of things where I have failed and what I've learned. And it's always, you know, you hear it all the time, but it's so true. And you can't really stress it enough. Yeah. And, and, um, it, but, it, you know, just going back to your uh, original points, it's, it's really just doing it like, you know, because there's there's so many people 
that just talk about doing it or like, oh, they have they have a menu. Like that's that's another thing. Like everybody gets hung up on like like, oh, like this item, this item. Your customer is eventually going to tell you yeah. what they want. And and like again, like you don't have to listen to every single specific thing, but you just, you know, in life, you just try and find different commonalities, different trends. And mm-hmm. then, and then really that's, that's the malleability of your brand. And that's really where it comes through. There isn't the, you know, what we provide is we provide templates and then it's testing. It's, it's, yeah. it's creating a product and then testing that product and then right. figuring out if we want to stick to our guns on certain things and then figuring, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which items need to be pivoted or just tweaked slightly to make yeah. work. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a great point too. It's, you know, so many guys will, force a, a product on a market right or like you know insist that something stays on the menu or insist that a certain service style needs to work and they're like they're just not getting it well dude then change it right yeah. you got this lease you have 10 years left on this lease figure it out dude like it thought you're, you're going this ego i'm telling you i think ego is the number one reason why restaurants go out of business and the oh, ability yeah. to adapt right i mean don't you think i mean so many guys are like no this is how it's going to be for too long for, for for too long and again like if it's if it's uh you know, if it's if it's a place like Carbone, like just like, you know, that's that's like they they know exactly what it is. They know mm-hmm. exactly what they're doing, and and it's right. like they, they. But that is their brand. That's what they've created, and that's why you know that's why it is so successful and so popular, and will be for a long time. Um. So, so really, it's it's um it's 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 starting with that um you know that that process. What is what do you think is like one thing that's most misunderstood about working with a consultant, a hospitality consultant? What are some objections you run into with some folks? Well, there's there's a there's a lot of people that um, that 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 put consultant, whether it's restaurant business or you know finance or whatever, in between their jobs. So so there's like a lot of people that will just say like, oh, consultant, and and that kind of like kind of dampens the the uh, the the true value and mm-hmm. what what I do and what uh, you know people within this space do. Um, so so I think that that's that's definitely one thing that um, <laughs> just just the talent pool and what it actually is and and what mm-hmm. what services you provide because it's taken uh, you know I mean literally a lifetime of experiences which I've had in the last twelve yeah. years um, <laughs> you know to to create the systems um and formulate the principles and formulate the approach um you know it's kind of like finding finding real estate you know uh your business it's like it's it's literally just seeing this product and where where you can find its best use like you know is it is it is it you know this corner you know we're like i'm going through the process with ours um right now and, and we've been able to find some incredible deals um with specific market sets of people that we're targeting for mm. these brands and you know it, it you, you're just trying to lower risk right. um i like to do very very specific concepts the bat the most and mm. i can i've done projects that are that are continental so many times over as well but like specific simple foods that people eat every day i learned that yep. from uh, from phil scotty it's like just just get somebody to come in your restaurant three yep. four times a week make make and and you have you have a restaurant for 30 years 50 years however long you want to be there you know yeah. um 
it's 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 not all about the foams and and the uh, the foie and all the stuff. <laughs> but they're also fun. Yeah, you know? uh, definitely done so many of those, like secret restaurants. Did one of those in Montclair. Uh, that's now I, uh, I think in LA called. Oh, that's cool. Like like and again like in the middle of the pandemic. So 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 it's like it's it's fun, but that's that's that is the fun and, and excitement of our business. It's you know opening something like that with, I mean I think the overall investment was like fifteen thousand dollars, and uh, you know wow. we sold out for two months within I think three days at three hundred and something dollars a ticket. So, wow. so again, like, but at the end of the day, I want I want to have the pizzeria in Brooklyn that right. uh, that you know churns three, 400 customers yeah. a day yeah. and, uh, and just, and, and feeds everybody, you know, yeah. it's, it's, I have a, That's, I have a love there with pizza. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, it's like lunchtime now you just said pizza just triggered something to me, but like, you know, talk about that. Somebody had mentioned to me a while ago and you know, we were, were at my own restaurant. We were kind of getting a little bit scattered. It was actually a pizza concept. And we started saying, Oh, well we can make this and we can also make this and we can make this. And then it's like, you know what? Just be Mariano Rivera. Just come with one thing every yeah. time. Nobody can touch it. That's it. That's what people want. That's what people want. They know they can come here and get the best pizza, the best burger, the best taco, the best roast chicken, whatever it is. Just do that. Stop, again, ego playing a part and saying, well, I'm a chef. I can make a better shepherd's pie than this guy down the street. Nobody wants it, dude. They don't want it at your restaurant. They want it at their restaurant because it's an Irish pub or whatever it is, right? Right, right. And, and, and uh, you know, uh, a lot of the restaurants that I've done recently um, and, and and kind of like pick those cl clients accordingly have been these lower risk, you know, so you have smaller footprints, you know, we're, we're, I'm always trying to get ROI in 12 months or less. Like that's, that's always my goal. Um, and those are the concepts that I've really, really enjoyed doing the most because in, in, in small amounts of space, there's, there's less variables to worry about. And you know that you are going to be the best. If I go to Cheesecake Factory, I know that everything's going to be great. I mean, again, old company. They've, yeah. been, they've had some time to tweak everything. But, like, everything's going to be kind of, like, mid-level. When I go to Umami Burger, for instance, that, especially when we first opened it, it was a, it was a menu this big. And mm -hmm. we had, you know, nine burgers and a couple sides and some, uh, some fun, you know, boutique sodas. And that's it. And it it resonated because it was simple. It was for everybody. It was a little bit bougie, and uh, and and it was it was it was just a great great. Um, it's it's I mean it's it's now an international brand. Yeah, creative twists on classics. I think you know people are willing to step outside. You know, once you have that trust, you know, oh, you like this? We'll try this. I think that always works. Um, yeah. All right, so we're up against the clock here. What? what's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you if they want to just kind of see if you guys are a good fit and, and kind of chop it up with you a little bit? Yeah. Um, so uh, all of my information and, and contact reach out to me via LinkedIn, via uh, Kevin Um, not Kevin Cox.com because it'll go to a photographer. So yeah, Kevin and, right. um, and uh, you know, probably, uh, you know, I'm always, uh, Bumming around different uh, different spaces. Always always love the fact that we are in the restaurant business, uh, and you know we get to go to all these cool places. And you know everybody has to eat, so it's yeah. a product. Uh, <laughs> it's it's something that we're selling that literally will never go away. Because yeah, everybody has to eat. 
Everybody has to drink. Uh, everybody has to have fun. And that's that's what we do. We create that's fun. It. That's it. They want the experience. And the restaurants have been so important and played such a vital role in a lot of people's lives. And yeah, you're right. They will be forever. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much, man. I appreciate the time. Guys, if you are, you know, if you're a restaurant group looking for some outsider perspective, some somebody who really knows their shit and what's going on, reach out to Kevin O'Cox uh, at his website. Uh, not the photographer, dude. And then also uh, hit him up on LinkedIn. And um, yeah, that's it. I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kyle. Have a great day.